Welcome to Rethink Real Estate. My name is Ben Brady, and this is a real estate podcast based around the principles of our non-distressed auction model and Australian real estate concepts at work today in the US marketplace. We focus on scripts, dialogues, real situations in negotiation, listing appointments, prospecting, and all concepts to do with real estate. We look forward to being real and rethinking real estate with you. Hi there, folks. Welcome back to another episode of Rethink Real Estate. Ben and Jason here today, uh, continuing with our open house series. And today, what we're going to be going through with our open house series is uh, the follow-up process. After some people have been through the front door, is that how do we follow them up? Uh, what questions do we ask? And then, uh, and then, how do we extract an offer? Because I think that uh, people aren't taking into consideration the power of an offer. Because one of the responses we continue to get out there in the marketplace at the moment is, oh no, well, why would we get low offers? The low offers are there to help educate the client to their Therefore, bring their expectations down to market value so that ultimately when the marketplace does turn up, that they're ready to accept it based on the principle that they have seen the market in respect to offers. It's exactly like you just said there, Ben. I think it's actually if we to change the word from extract to encourage mm. um, because what we are finding, mate, is that there are a lot of buyers right now in the fragile market that we are in that are wanting to come through the open house, that are wanting to make an offer and some agents, not all agents out there, but some agents are being quite defensive of this seller's price, not knowing whether or not that's going to be relevant at the end of the day in the actual end result, and they're discouraging or discounting potential interest. So we just want to encourage that offer, encourage that interest, because it's not so much how do I extract an offer from somebody who doesn't want to give it. We've got people that want to give offers. It's saying that's okay at whatever level that might be. But it's probably also a mindset a mind, mindset shift for a lot of people is that understanding that the no's are what they're looking for because the, ultimately there is one group of people or one person who or whatever it may be, a family that is actually going to end up buying that property and living in that home. It's the other ones that are the most important ones from our perspective in respect to people actually going through and, and, and being able to give feedback in order to then get that seller to come to the factor of that one person being able to then buy it. It's funny, it's funny how people are so focused on you know how how many offers we've got, how, how low or how high those offers might be, and not actually looking at the other information that's out there to say, oh, hang on a second, am I relaying this to my seller? Am I giving them the appropriate feedback to say, well, Ben Brady decided not to pursue this property, or when pushed, Ben Brady would not place an offer of whatever level? Well, now you're getting into the specifics of obviously going and doing those follow-ups. So let's go through, um, there, are three, there, are, there, are, there are really four main types of follow-ups. The first follow-up is to you know try and get them back for a second showing. There's also not to mention as well the one that you know is getting an offer out of somebody for leverage and feedback purposes. Um, there's the factor of somebody is interested and they want to know more about price or whatever it may be. Um, and then there's the the one in getting the correct feedback out of somebody that is not interested in using those people in order to help educate your client on the market value. So if we were to go through those examples, it's also part of the process all, uh, that, uh, that I've always come through from a feedback perspective or follow-up perspective is the factors of going in and assuming that everybody wants to buy the home. So a great example of that, Jason, would be something in the vicinity of, you know, um, when can I get you back for a second showing? The first thing that you ask them, and I give an example with this uh, when... Uh, let's say I used to do a private showing when I was uh, when I was out there in the marketplace, you know, selling real estate. 
one thing that I do in a private showing, I'd obviously turn up earlier, turn all the lights, open all the doors up, all of that type of things. Um, and then the buyer would come or, or the person I was showing the property would come and I would literally say to them, guys, uh, today's going to be a little bit like an open house where I want you to walk around for as long as you'd like and get familiar with the property. Um, I don't want you to go through and continue to be thinking of questions and reasons why that this property isn't for you or me pointing out anything blatantly obvious. Come and see me at the end. I'll be standing out in the back on the patio and, uh, and we can have a conversation about whether or not this home is right for you. Feel free to go through. Any questions, yell out, um, and I'm happy to answer them. So then when they'd come out and see me, all I would simply do is I'd clap my hands together. Guys, when are you moving in? Um, and, um, and that's the, and, and that what allowed me to do in that conversation is that it would allow me to determine their reaction from that individual question rather than, well, how'd you go? Okay. No, when are you moving in a direct question? So then I can steer that into the, into the location that it needs to go in or the direction that it needs to go in from the perspective of their answer, whether it be, oh, no way then. So I knew that then I know, I knew where to go to from there. Okay. Or it would be like, oh, well, yeah, this is actually pretty good. So then I could take it to the next step because I could follow then that process. It's the same with our follow-up. So let's go through and we'll do a couple of examples, Jason. Excuse the podcast listeners that these are the scripts that we actually use and ultimately um, they are a little bit repetitive, but I always needed to have things that went in rhythm for me and, and, were, and were very clear habits that I could form so that therefore I didn't have to worry about reinventing the wheel every time I picked up the phone. It would always be relatively the same conversation. So Jason... Um, this is a uh, call to you. Um, you're going to be uh, kind of interested in the property and I'm basically just going to get you back for a second showing. Sure. Okay. So ring, ring, ring. Hello. Hi there, is it Jason? It is. Uh, hi Jason, this is Ben Brady from uh, Harcourt's Real Estate. I met you at 123 Smith Street in Laguna Beach on the weekend. Do you, uh, do you remember the property? Smith Street, yes. This is the very uncommon street. Not many Smith Streets are out there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Full of jokes, mate. <laughs> uh, so, so do you remember the property? I do. Oh, great. Excellent. Um, so when can I get you back for a second look at that property? Uh, yeah, look, there was a, I didn't mind that one, actually. I think I've got a pretty good memory of it. It wasn't too bad. You know, we're still in conversations with my wife, and we'll kind of see where it goes from there. Wonderful. Well, Jason, the next step forward, I would have thought in, uh, in making sure that it is for your wife or, or making sure that it is, might be the property for you is uh, getting you back through. Now, I can get you back through between uh, two and five, uh, sorry, two and four today, or I can get you back through between one and three on Saturday. Just for the listeners out of role play, they are only the open house times. I want to try and get back through for an open house time. Even though we can do second showings individually, I still want to try and get them back through the open house for more volume of people coming through. So, Jason, between two and four today or one and three on Saturday, which one suits better? Saturday might work, actually. be good for my wife to come back through. Wonderful. That's great. So, uh, one, two, three, what, what time works? Uh, any of those time works. What works for you? Well, hey, look, I, I'm, I'm actually, I can actually do one o'clock. Perfect. Let's okay. do one o'clock. Wonderful. That's fantastic. Now, Jason, in the meantime, what I'm going to do is, is can I get your email or just confirm your email address that I have here? Is it jason.scott at harcourts.net? That's me. Okay, great. What I'm going to do is I'm going to send you through the disclosures on this property. Um, it, we've done the sellers done the home inspection, the termite, natural hazard disclosure, preliminary title, all the normal disclosures up front, and I'm going to send you through those so you can get more familiar with the property and you may have more questions when I see you at one o'clock on Saturday. Sounds good. Wonderful. Thanks, Jason.
So guys, simple one, getting him back through for a second showing, um, and again, using the assumptive, the assumptive line in respect to, he's mentioned, oh yeah, I spoke to my wife a little bit about it, so great, let's get you back for a second showing. Okay, that's where I took the direction of that one, not to mention as well is that when I confirmed the time, I wanted to take them through the open house times in order to make sure that I can add more volume, more fear of loss on that perspective. Use them as your scheduled showing times, guys, because they are scheduled showing times. Okay, if someone wants to, want, well, when can I get through, these are the times, give them one, two, three o'clock, which one works for you. Now, the other part in that conversation is sending through the disclosures because part of doing an auction is making sure that they you give all of the disclosures up front and making sure that they are as familiar as possible with the property and therefore making sure that when they become serious about purchasing the property that they are as serious as they can be by going through and doing that due diligence before. Yeah, I think it's also a good point as well, Ben, for you as the agent to send them the disclosures as opposed to always just referring them to the disclosures. Yeah, correct. Make sure that they get them, you know. Make sure that you send them to them and take it that step further. They're then more likely to revisit the property. They're then more likely to dive into a little bit more as opposed to you relying on them to go and dig around and find those disclosures. Now, they will still do so, but just make sure that you're sending it to them. Just be on the forefront. Nothing wrong with that at all. Well, let's add into the equation here, Jason, and we've already gone through one role play, but let's add into the equation here is that let's talk about auction day for a minute. Let's just fast track forward to auction day. It is unbelievable the unparalleled hope that agents have that somebody is going to drop out of thin air on auction day. And what that usually means is that they've done zero follow-up with anyone that's been through the property. Because then if you do that follow-up, you know what type of position you are in. Whereas the, the unprecedented actual hope that most agents have that there is going to be some random person turn up and buy a one of the largest assets that anyone will ever purchase randomly. It's unbelievable how we as agents hold on to that hope because we don't even do the follow-up so that we can have hope. Hmm. I'd rather live in reality. Mm -hmm. So moving on, script number two. This one here um, would be extracting an offer out of Jason for feedback and leverage purposes. So, ring, ring, ring. Hello. Hi there, is this Jason? It is. Hi, Jason. Uh, my name's Ben Brady. I'm from Harcourt's Real Estate. I meet you at 123 Smith Street in Laguna Beach on the weekend. Do you remember the property? I do. Hey, Ben, how are you? I'm really good, thanks. Now, um, Jason, I just wanted to see when I can get you back for a second showing. Um, oh, look, I think oh, I've already been through it, Ben. My wife's already been through it. We're all good. So, so yeah, Jason, we understand the pro We know the property pretty well. Great. So, we could expect an offer or... Uh, look, we're still thinking about this one. There's a couple that we're weighing up at the moment, Ben. Okay. Can I get you back for a second showing on the property? Uh, we, we know the property pretty well. Okay. It's just about whether it's the right one for us and looking at some of the other homes that are out there at the moment. That's okay. all. Yeah. A few sure. that we're considering. Yeah. Okay. Um. So, so Jason, I, I, I guess that one of the things that I've got to do for my sellers is actually get the best feedback I possibly can for them from the marketplace so they can make an accurate decision. And when it, where I get the best feedback is from people like yourselves that are out there in the marketplace looking at property. Um, what do you think this home is worth? Because obviously we're bidding to start from at $900,000. Um, our seller's expectations and their non-disclosed reserve is higher than that. But one of the reasons they went to auction was to find out what the feedback from the market was so they could make a very clear and accurate decision. What do you think the home is worth, Jason, based on what you've seen out there? Uh, I don't really know, to be honest, Ben. I, you know, I was kind of thinking more around that 900 mark. Uh, I, again, you explained the auction process, I think, when we were both at the open house. Uh, but as I say, right now for us, it's just about which home best fits our needs as opposed to anything else. So, so sorry, just, just again, what do you think the home's worth? 
Uh, we were kind of thinking somewhere maybe around 900. No, somewhere around the bidding to start from sure. price. Yep. Okay. Hey, um, so Jason, would you would you be interested in putting an offer for $900,000 on paper? No, not at the moment. Again, we're just, we're looking at a couple of other properties, okay. mate. No, no, no. Hey, that's fine. Um, Jason, the one thing I, I will say though, like even, like you're saying, even at 850, if the seller was to say yes, that this wouldn't be a home that would come up for you and say, hey, this is a great deal. Maybe we need to jump on it. I appreciate that. Uh, yeah, it just comes down to the property needs for us. So we're just looking at a few other options. Okay. So uh, not even, Hey, again, I'm just throwing it out there. Not even at 800 would you put a put an offer on paper? Oh, look, you know, obviously at 800 would be uh, a higher one up the list. Obviously, well, price me, is an important well, thing. Well, well, let me well let me let me put it to you this way, Jason: is that if I called you after auction and said that it sold for 800 thousand dollars, would you be disappointed you missed out on the opportunity? Because regardless of whether it's the right property for you, it could be the right investment that could get you into a better property if you got it at the right price. Sure, and no, I probably yeah. Probably be upset, sure. Okay, so why don't we do this? Um, do you, I don't have it marked down here. Do you currently have represent, representation? Do you have a buyer's agent? I don't. Okay, so why don't I do this? If Again, with your permission, is that I can make a time to come and sit down with you and run you through the contract. Why don't we put an offer in at $800,000 and see what the seller says? I mean, sure, if you think that's worthwhile. Then, well, uh, hey, the I mean, I don't want to waste your time nor mine. Well, at the same point in time, it wouldn't be wasting well, my time. First sellers. Of, well, first of all, I, I get to find out what exactly my sellers are thinking. Second of all is that if they say yes, then we've, you've bought a wonderful property. And thirdly, thirdly is the factor is that, again, what do we have to lose at this point? Because at the same point in time, hindsight's a wonderful thing. And I've only ever seen people make, uh, say that they've regretted not making offers on properties in the past. So, hey, what I might do, what time does your wife get home? Oh, she's normally home by six. Wonderful. So if I made a time to come around to your place, what's your address, Jason? Uh, I live at just around the corner at Smith Street, actually. Okay. Do you so, know the other Smith Street? Yeah, you're local. Okay. Yep. Now, do you need to sell before you actually buy? No. Okay. Um, are you are you looking at selling your property in the near future, though? Possibly. Okay. So, what's your address? 123 Smith Street. Uh, 123 Smith the Street. Smith okay, Street. The other Smith Street. The other Smith Street. Okay, no problems. Um, Jason, what I'm going to do is that um, I'm going to go through and do a little bit of comparable history on your property as well, just so that when I'm, I'm in your home, we can give you a health check on price so that then you understand what you're sitting on. And then we'll write that offer up at $800,000. I'll submit it to the seller to see what happens. 6.30 tonight to give you guys a little bit of time. I'll be there. I'm looking forward to seeing you then. Perfect, mate. Wonderful. Great. So, um, guys, the other thing that, that we steer in that direction as well is getting the address out of the property. Now, I didn't ask whether or not he needed to sell it. I didn't even ask if he was renting the property. I would still do a CMA. I'd still look at some comparables, and I'd be talking about that property as well. Uh, guys, I'm doing a listing presentation at the same time as writing up an offer that is going to educate my sellers. The bidding start from is at $900,000. He wants to write an offer at eight hundred. It's It's worthless, but at the same point in time, it is absolutely educating my client. It's giving me an opportunity to speak to somebody. He's not represented. I'm going to hopefully get another the buyer side out of him. There's so many advantages to that conversation. Yeah, with but the you're you're also exploring other options that that I may not yet have thought about as far as selling that property or investing. You know, if I was going to rent out that pro whatever I was going to do there, you're opening up that that option for me if I hadn't thought about it. So that hey, if I was financially restricted at eight or nine hundred thousand yeah. dollars, then maybe that million that the seller would consider opens up as a potential opportunity for me. Whereas I've just said, hey, look, I thought it was worth 900. That could have been a financial limitation or whatever it might be based on my own selfish desires. Yeah, correct. Correct indeed. So Jason, let's go down the path of our uh, of our next uh, situation, which is you're interested in the property. And when I follow you up, you start asking me a few more questions about the price. Um, so you're interested in this, in this case, um, but I'll still go along with the script. Ring, ring, ring. Hello. Hi there, is this Jason? It is. Jason, it's Ben Brady from Harcourt's, uh, Harcourt's Real Estate. I'm giving you a call about 123 Smith Street in yeah, the hey Beach. 
Remember you remember that? Yeah, yeah I know. Yep. Oh, wonderful! Yep. Great, uh, great to see you there on the weekend. Um, Jason, calling up um, so I can get you back through for a second showing. Yeah, yeah, I'd love to do that. Actually, I was going to give you a quick call, but I like this one. Okay, so between two and four today, or would it be one or three on Saturday? They're the showing times I can get you through. Mate, I'd love to go through today. Can we do it this morning? Or, uh, or no, sorry, I can only do the afternoon at this point. All right. Well, as soon as, soon as you can do it, mate, I'd love, love to get through. Okay, no problems at all. All right. Well, let's let's schedule it in for two o'clock today. Two o'clock sounds good. Perfect. Now, Jason, um, obviously one of the things that I'd loved you to do beforehand as well was I'm going to send you through the disclosures. Have you actually gone through? I've looked at all of those, mate. Yep, yep, yep. Okay. Got them all here. Wonderful. No problems as well. Do you have any other questions about auction? Um, yeah. Look, obviously, you, the nine hundred thousand dollars. We note that next door sold for I think one point two or whatever it was. Um, you know, what's the what's the situation as far as the price is concerned, and 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 why is why is it so cheap? Well, can I first ask what you think the home's worth, Jason? I think that's an important part of it because I'd hate to waste your time or anyone else's. Well, I want to get it for as cheap as possible. I mean, oh, I saw that 1.2 is next door, but that was six months or so ago and it's uh, a pretty nice home. But, hey, mate, $900,000, I'm interested. Well, if the seller wanted 1.2, would, would you still be interested? Less so. Okay. Um, 1.1? Less so. Uh, 900 yeah. sounds good, Ben. You know, I appreciate that. Would you put 900 on paper, Jason? Yep. Okay, great. Provided that I have, I have a second look today. Oh, no problem I, I like at all. So, should I bring, so do you have represent? You, do you have an agent? I do, yeah, okay, yeah great. I do. Are they going to be coming along with you today? No, it would just be me. Okay, wonderful. That's fine. So what we might do is you come through the second look. Yeah. If this is still the property for you, we'll put $900,000 on paper yep. with your agent. I'll call your agent with you while we're there. Great. And we'll get it going so that then oh, you don't miss out on it. Yep. Um, because the one thing I will say though, Jason, is that you may want to sharpen your pencil to the best offer that you feel prior to auction. Now, the reason I say that is because my sellers, whilst they are definitely committed to seeing the marketplace, they are very curious about what type of competition can come up on auction yeah. day. So I, I really don't want to compete. You know, I, I'm not interested in bidding against myself yeah. or, or um, you know, Ben, I'm I'm happy to have a conversation about a fair value. I know the, the one next door, my agent kind of went through the, the area with me. 900 does seem like a good buy, but... You know the market's very fragile at the moment, yeah. and uh, and and I'm a very serious buyer, and I'm and I'm pretty keen, and I can perform. So, yeah. you know, yeah, the auction space isn't one that really excites me right that's now. That's great. Well, hey, well, you might have to sharpen your pencil on your offer as much as you can beforehand to try and stop it, because that's one of the great things about the process is that you can stop it if it is a good enough offer. But again, it has to be a good enough offer and a clean enough offer that my sellers feel like they don't want to run the they don't want to take the chance of seeing if there was more money on auction day. Now, well, look, Jason, we'll just see how we go at nine hundred, and then you know. Uh, your sellers can, can, can counter or, or, you know, whatever happens. Well, I don't want to waste your time in any way, shape or form, Jason. Okay, so have you gone through the home inspection, the termite and all of those yeah, things? Yeah, I've looked at all that. Yeah, Wonderful. Yeah, yeah. Well, hey, so 900 is a great starting point, okay? Um, again, do I believe that you'll buy it before auction at $900,000? I'm actually not sure. Is uh, it a waste of time, do you think? Well, hey, no, do you know, put it to you this way. If I called you after the auction and told you that it sold for $900,000, you'd be really disappointed, I'd assume. I would be, yeah. So, so let's let's go ahead and submit it. And you're right, we can do some negotiating beforehand, okay, okay. if in fact it is an ideal for the sellers, but at least then we'll get a gauge on where they stand. Great, yeah, cool. We'll see it too, yeah? Yeah, two o'clock, see right. you then. Thanks, mate. Okay, um, so uh, guys, that conversation is down the path of, again, encourage, encourage, encourage. And notice that at not one time was I trying to say to Marvel, hey, look, my sellers might want 1.2 or 1.1 or whatever it may be, and discouraging Jason, no, 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 no. Get the offer. Doesn't matter where it starts, guys. That is what you have the auction team for. Not to mention that is what you get paid to do, is negotiate. 
Okay. And let's say I just want to just want to. Um, we've been focusing a lot on agent to buyer communication at this point. If you're dealing with an agent directly representing somebody else, and you don't actually you not don't actually have the buyer themselves uh, on the phone or, or their contact details, the script doesn't really change a whole lot. Obviously, just referencing their client. But if they're not interested, guys, don't just hang up the phone. Okay remove their clients out of the equation for a moment and say, hey, Ben, agent to agent for a minute just so I can help educate my seller. What do you think the property's worth? Absolutely. What would what you, you recommend your clients? If your clients were interested, what suggestion of an opening offer would you write? Now, you know, now I, wanna make, I wanna make one point before we go into the final script and the final, well, excuse me, the final situation. The final situation is that Jason is not interested at all in this property, just not, not for them, not ready to buy whatsoever and getting the right feedback out of him will be the next one. But the thing that, we really need to focus on here, guys. And I really want to drive this point home. I hope everybody's noticed that I haven't once asked one of these buyers or Jason what he thinks about the property. Mm-hmm. What's your feedback on the view or what's your feedback on the layout or whatever. Feedback equals price. Comments I'm not interested in because 99.9% of the time you can't change those things and they're just excuses not to have a better conversation. And you'll notice that unintentionally, entirely unintentionally, I have not referenced particulars about the property. I mean, partly because I don't know 123 two, one, two, Smith Street, but yeah. you know, I haven't said, oh, the view this yeah, or don't the engage, condition that. Don't, and even if you did, I wouldn't engage. Yeah. I wouldn't engage at all. So let's go through to the final one. I'm about guys. to now though. Yeah. <laughs> let's go through to the final one, um, which is actually Jason is not interested whatsoever um, and I'm just trying to get the right price feedback out of, uh, for him. Remember, if you've gone through the accreditation, we've gone through that unwritten ground rule that we can't present feedback unless it is in writing to the seller over a certain number. This is me making sure that I get down to that certain number so that therefore I'm not creating a false economy and lying to our sellers about what their home is or could be worth. So... Jason, ring, ring, ring. Hello. Hi there, is this Jason? It is. Jason, it's Ben Brady from Harcourt's Real Estate. How are you doing? Hi, Ben. Uh, Jason, I met you at 123 Smith Street on the weekend in Laguna Beach. Do you remember that property? Um, no, I don't know that one. Where okay. That? Uh, property, it's uh, it's just a little way up the hill. Um, oh, four no, bedroom. I do. I think I do. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. No, I remember the one. Okay, good, good. Yeah. Um, Jason, when can I get you back for a second look at the property? Oh, no, I don't like that one, mate. Really? Yeah, no, it didn't. It wasn't really the one for us. We thought the condition was, was honestly to be in pretty poor shape. I mean, the view was okay, but it certainly wasn't 180 degrees. It just wasn't quite uh, okay. wasn't quite the one for me. Hey, look, I appreciate your opinion of it, but I, I just be very curious because um, I ha- actually have, haven't had a lot of people say that they don't like the home. So either way, asking if you, my, part of my part of my job, Jason, is to make sure that I can provide my seller with the best amount of feedback possible in order for them to make a good, accurate assessment of the yeah, market. Sure, yeah. um, do you mind me asking what what you think the property's worth? I've got no idea. Uh, you know, we were just kind of poking our heads in. It really wasn't the one for us. We didn't really pay too much attention once we kind of walked straight through the okay. through the front door. I'll be honest. Oh, no, I appreciate that. that. I appreciate that indeed. But um, so, Jason, you're saying to me then that you know, like, even at the bidding to start from at nine hundred thousand dollars, you wouldn't be a buyer for it. No, definitely no. Nine hundred, mate. We're not. We're not there. We oh. can get a better view for for just a little bit more money and uh, and a, a substantial home. You know, okay. you're talking about twice the property, better condition. Um, Eight fifty, Jason. No. Eight. No, not all. So to you're me. telling me that even if the seller said eight hundred thousand dollars, I'd accept that, like be the best buy in Laguna Beach this year. That you'd say no. I, I just don't want to buy the property. Hey, I, hey. Well, I appreciate you being so candid and upfront with me. I appreciate that, Jason. Um, do you mind me asking? Do you have to sell before you actually buy? Ah, uh, no, I don't. No. No. Okay. Um, are you living local at the moment? I am. Yeah, this is just going to be investment for us, Ben. Okay, great. No problems. Um, now, is there something that I could help you with in respect to buyer side? So, anyway, guys, I'm not going to get into all of that type of stuff. But that's a really good leading conversation. Don't just hang up the phone. Yeah. Okay. Sure. However, 
now I want everybody to pause there. Thanks, Jason. Goodbye. Jason is somebody that's like, I'm not even interested. Don't even know what it's worth. I don't care what it's worth. I'm not even sure what it's worth. I don't know. But yeah. then I throw Quick. the number out there. So you wouldn't even pay the bidding to start from. No. Now the bidding to start from might be too high. So 850? No. You're telling me that even if the seller would accept 800, now Jason has gone from not interested in the property at all, don't even bring him up, to would not pay $800,000 if he was asked. Yeah, and I think quick survey, uh, everybody out there, to be very honest, all the agents out there would say, uh, would not provide any of that feedback, just wouldn't, would say, Ben's not interested in this property. As opposed to saying, when pushed, Ben would not offer $800,000 or whatever that might be. That is price feedback and that is important feedback from somebody that lives locally, that is aware of the area, that is aware of the property and some other properties that may or may not be on the market, is looking for an investment. Okay, don't discount investor interest either. Just because they may be at a different price point to an owner-occupier or something like that, don't discount that in the education and to the communication to the seller because it is vital. And if you've got an investment-type property, then that's a lot of buyers. So again, guys, just making sure that we're saying when pushed make sure that you include that into the feedback as opposed to Ben came through very quick conversation no longer interested Absolutely. Okay, why what price get into feedback that. equals price guys thanks very much for tuning in we really appreciate it I look forward to you tuning into another episode of Rethink Real Estate soon thank you